Good morning. Welcome to Monday. It's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. How are you? I'm well, but a little cold. I know. I got my apron on for an extra layer. <laughs> <laughs> this this morning when I was getting ready for the show, so or to leave the house, you know, I'm all ready, and I got my clothes on, and a fleece pullover, and I'm like, oh, I don't have my apron on, but I don't want to pull my, my fleece over my head again, because enough static electricity, and I look like an elderly dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I did was I just, you know, it doesn't have sleeves and aprons, so I just pushed the neck hoop up oh, under yeah, under yeah. my thing, and, and I put it over my neck, and then I tied it around the back. And then when I went to adjust it, I had it on under my shirt. <laughs> I put it on under everything. <laughs> it's a whole new thing, an under apron. <laughs> under apron. Oh, I'm going to make a billion. You will. You will. You'll be way too good for us <laughs> very soon. <laughs> to protect your tummy from the oven door. <laughs> Anyway, so it was quite a production to get my apron on for all of you this morning, all seven of you. Good morning. (laughs) I have had uh, over the last few months people coming up and claiming to be like number eight or number nine or number ten. Oh, really? Really? So I I think we can't. (gasps) We're famous. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I think we can't like insult those higher numbers by saying we only have seven. Well, I know. But I mean, our demographic, they do die off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like us oh know, my gosh oh my Got gosh one foot out the door and the other one's circling the drain <laughs> Woo-hoo! hey um we are hurtling toward the next set of holidays i know it's pretty exciting yeah, I guess that you don't. Would be you don't have your excited face on. <laughs> I, I am. I am admittedly in print and uh, on the radio. I have said many times I am not a, a holiday person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, an appreciator of all of the wonderful things of life, mm-hmm. but I try to do that every day as opposed to like picking a day of the no, year. No, and that's, and that's really true. I mean, you are such a nice and pleasant person. So anybody who pictures the Scrooge bah humbugging out there <laughs> when she says that, no, she's not like that. She doesn't have jowls or furrowed <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> it's just a quirk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a neurological defect. So... <laughs> What have you been cooking in honor of this time of year? Well, um, I'm starting to to bake Christmas treats and putting them in the freezer, you know. But um, this year, I'm really loving it. And I think the you know, the uh, Clatsop Animal Assistance Bake Sale hasn't been going for a couple years. And so I haven't baked for that. And sometimes when you bake for that every year, you know, it gets kind of drudgery-like. It's you get bur- burnt out. You get yeah. burnt out. But um, this year, it's been really fun. And um, so I've been doing that and then, you know, putting stuff away. And then um, my my mom has a recipe for pumpkin roll, you know, where you make like a genoise and then oh, yeah, real yeah, thin yeah. in a jelly roll pan and you spread it with cream cheese frosting and roll it up. And I made that a couple of times and that was fun thinking about her because you have this this very thin cake in a, a rimmed cookie sheet, essentially. And then you have a, a, a towel that's got powdered sugar all over it and the, you, you dump the cake upside down onto that and it just you know takes some makes a mess that's half an hour to clean up i mean just this big <laughs> cloud of sugar flies up and then clings every to everything every ant in the neighborhood is like Woo-hoo! oh and i know and then how sad is it when that big cloud of powdered sugar poofs out from underneath <laughs> the cake and then it lands like like like, like rain on the spider webs <laughs> it's just so embarrassing you're just like oh my gosh what have i done who have i become <laughs> oh my gosh. 
So anyway, uh, just a little insight into me. <laughs> but yeah, cookies and a lot of bars, fudge, caramels. It's It's been oh. a lot of fun. I'm fixing today to make... Um, uh, some lemon bars and some um, more fudge. So, Well, that's coming right up. Remind us when that is. Oh, yes. So the Clatsop Animal Assistant Bake Sale is, uh, I think it's the 10th. It's definitely this coming Saturday, the okay. 10th of December. It starts at 9 o'clock, and I think it ends at 3. And it's at the Fort George there. You know, the Lovell Room is that one that has all those whiskey barrels uh-huh. lined in the windows. And it's at, I think it's 14th and Duane. It is yeah. right on the corner. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it, it it's the biggest fundraiser that the Animal Assistance has every year. And they are the ones that provide all the veterinary care and medicine for the animals that are at the county shelter. The right, county right. doesn't budget anything for that. This so. is a really um, valuable local nonprofit. So yeah, yeah. if you are uh, looking to have special things, for uh, special goodies for the holidays, and you don't feel like making them, yeah, you just come, you pick out what will make your holiday a lot easier so you don't have to bake, and then you give them a donation. That's how it works. It's really simple. All right. Mm-hmm. So what have you been cooking? Anything? Uh, just, you know, meals. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. It's the first part of mealworm. <laughs> Yum. Now I feel like I need a pet bird. I've never liked that word meals because one, how it sounds, meals, meals. Like there's words that are Me. so much yeah. more beautiful, like velvet, you know, Oh yeah. but meals. And then it starts mealworms and mealy and just all kinds of really awful words. Well, now you've ruined that word oh, for me. Oh, look at I'm the bah. And all seven of us. I'm <laughs> I'm the bah humbug. <laughs> it's, it's it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I am uh, I, I you know I, I what I think of when I think of what I cook every day, most of it is for pets. I mean, I actually oh, yeah, cook yeah, yeah. for uh for my pets. Cuz you have one that's partially alive. Yes, that's right. And you're just right. trying to keep it alive. That's right. Yeah. And I have another one that's a big uh, strapping growing boy who is on elk patrol at oh, yes. all times now and so needs, you know, sustenance. But I heard I you do. were going to feed him some elk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was, you know, we have uh, the, the Warrenton elk herd <laughs> likes to hang at our place because we're at the end of a dead end street, which is uh, elk an elk's idea of a good time and you have an elk-sized dog to commune with yeah that's right (laughs) and we have uh the dikes that run around along the skippinon river and there's just all kinds of reasons why elk like to be there um so my dog has gotten blasé about them he's very you know (laughs) He's very like he he used to just lose his mind when he would get go out first thing in the morning and there would be like 80 elk around the outside of the dog fence but now he's just Woof, and that's it. It's like, good morning. Uh, Hi, Roger. I'll be here if you need me. <laughs> but I have been cooking for my uh, beloved husband, so there's that. I uh, cooked, I, I did some um, chicken thighs, some boneless, skinless chicken thighs recently, uh, sort of schnitzel style, but I okay. didn't pound them really flat. I just uh, coated them with panko okay. and uh, pan fried them. And um, just serve them with some blue cheese like you would, um, uh, like, buffalo wings. I mean, oh, just... really? And, uh, that sounds good. Tom really liked it. You could even put some of that hot sauce in the pan. Yeah, you and could. It, that's really... That's a good idea. Yeah, he liked it very much. And <laughs> it was so easy and fast. So um, I'm all for that. 
I made some cheater French dip sandwiches by meaning I didn't roast a roast. I just went to the deli and got some roast beef. Oh yeah. But um, there's a local company that makes a French dip, um, like concentrated sauce. Oh yeah. That comes in like this little whiskey barrel shaped <laughs> container jar thing, and and it's good. And um, I just mix some uh, beef, you know, mix some beef bouillon paste with water, uh-huh. maybe. Uh, before just fry up some onions and mushrooms and maybe shallots in the pan just a little bit to give it flavor and then I use the beef bouillon paste and water and then that french dip stuff and it, it's it makes a good french dip when you don't have all the juices from the roast I did not know that about the um uh, the base for french dip I didn't know that yeah. that was available locally yeah I think it's just called a juice or french yeah. french dip a juice yeah yeah, something that's made, I think, in Portland. I have a, um, I have a husband who loves French dip oh, sandwiches, really? and I never make them. Well, we're not allowed to say brands or anything on the radio, but you can always stop me on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see her in a store somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yelling at the shelf, what the heck? <laughs> Just at the price tags. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's all I ever do it anymore. It is really uh, astounding to me every time I check out. <laughs> It is, it is. So um, when I make bread, and I made bread on Saturday, the day before I make dough and I make it in big containers, and then um, um, I, because you have to heat the oven up so hot for so long, you know, it's got to go at least half an hour beforehand. And if you've got an oven at 500, I mean, that costs some money, right? So if I've got them all heated up and I'm, I need bread for stuff, I'm going to make it all at once. And so that's what I do. And, and I, I bake for a living too, so I do also sell it. So um, I, I'll put a load of bread in the oven and then get another one ready. And then when that one comes out, quick, put another load. Of, and that's how I think I'm being efficient. So um, I put a load of bread in the oven and I put another load of bread in the oven and I put another load of bread in the oven. And then my friend Marianne came over. I have other friends named Marianne. What the heck? Yes, I do. <laughs> anyway, um, so my friend Marianne came over and we're like, yammer, 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 chat, 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 blah, 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 blah. And I forgot that I had the last loaf in there, uh, the last loaves in there. And I got in the house and I didn't remember then, you know, and I'm just tooling around and it was really hot in the kitchen. I'm like, why is it so hot in the kitchen? Did I forget to turn off the, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd put rustic bread in there and it came out pumpernickel. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I think it was in an hour and 15 minutes longer than it was supposed to be. So I think I'm being efficient. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, Holy charburgers. No kidding. How many, how many loaves is a load? That was three. Okay. Usually it's five, but that was the very last one, so it was three. I'm acting like that's uh, crazy, but the this very morning yeah. I'm out in the yard walking my little old ancient dog around the yard, and uh, my husband comes out on the deck and goes, I just turned the burner off on the stove, <laughs> which, you know, I had been fixing something a half hour prior. <laughs> so... <laughs> I said, I'm channeling my dad who, when he got to be quite, quite, quite elderly, would be very forgetful or confused about whatever he was working on. And I would find then later in the day, like a saucepan of soup in the cupboard. And I said, that's what's going to happen is like tomorrow you're going to find a pan of soup in the cupboard. (laughs) I just know it. I'm heading down that road. Oh, my, my, no, you're not. (laughs) 
we would we would find my father would try to in the same kind of situation would try to warm blankets up in the oven oh my god and we're all just like how how did he live to die of natural causes you know (laughs) how is this possible it just didn't seem like something that would that is so scary (laughs) i know oh my gosh everything where it's not supposed to be yeah well (laughs) cooking can be really dangerous if you don't have (laughs) your wits about yes (laughs) i remember um I didn't get such a good start at cooking. And so I think I've had four separate people gift me fire extinguishers <laughs> because I just set so many potholders on fire. And oh, then yeah. once I figured out that there's oven gloves, then, I mean, I was just like miss fire safety. <laughs> I wasn't setting anything on fire anymore. But, oh, yeah, that was a, a bad habit that I didn't mean to acquire. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to have stoves with coil uh, with coil mm-hmm. burners, you know, and uh, that seemed really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Mm-hmm. What do you think about induction stovetops? You know, I had one um, for a short time because we uh, redid our kitchen and that's what we got when we uh, lived up in the woods and then our house was destroyed in the storm of 2007. So I had one for about six months and I just couldn't make it work. I couldn't, you know, I... Um, I'm attached to my cookware, you yes. know, and um, I, Me too. there's things that I really like and I just, I just couldn't get it. I, I was frustrated with it. So it wasn't that it didn't work. It just frustrated me. And so I was kind of happy when it got all smashed to smithereens. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things we don't mind losing. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I just went to regular electric stove with like gla- the glass top because yeah. um, we don't get gas out where we live. Yeah. I heard they're not going to build houses with gas anymore. Uh, we, well, we built ours 10 or 11 years ago, and I didn't want to bring gas into, you know, where it mm-hmm. needed to be. Um, because, I don't know, I'd, I'd really rather expensive. put solar on the roof and yeah. uh, do the best we can. But I will say that it is a compromise when it comes to stoves Yes, to not have yeah, gas. Yeah, can't get as hot. And then I... I supplement that with the grill, you know, I've, yes. and propane is hotter than natural gas. It burns hotter. And so, um, I have that, uh, wok too, that, that, yes. that, um, uh, propane wok and boy, man, I love that thing. It's an outside wok. There's a restaurant that was in Minneapolis in the, um, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, oddies. It was called the Riverside Cafe and they made this fried rice that was so good. It was made with brown rice and they put a lot of purple cabbage in it. And so I always make my fried rice that way because I liked it so much. Do you have things like that that you're sentimental about from the past that you make? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that more than I'm sentimental about something, I, I know what um, the person I love most likes. And so I okay. tend to, you know, those are my things okay. that I would always go to or never forget to do periodically okay mac and cheese scallop potatoes yeah salisbury steak uh just you know that kind of thing and i've been trying to do more appealing things with chicken because quite frankly uh and and i i kind of get why um uh, just a roasted chicken is not so appealing. I mean, I know that they can be fabulous, mm-hmm. and I really love Ina Garten's method for yep. roasting a chicken. Um, I think it comes out beautifully, and I like having all the leftover chicken. But <laughs> uh, I, 
I sort of get why it w might not be somebody's favorite thing. And But there are a lot of very cool things to do with chicken. I've been yeah. trying to do more like the schnitzel-like thing mm -hmm. uh, to make it be more appealing. So. Just variety. Yeah. And it's a spice yeah. of life. Uh, and also breakfast. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's one Roast of Roast chicken for breakfast? Yeah, no. <laughs> Although. No. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> no, I... I think that that is probably the favorite meal around our house and yeah. I know the five or six things that are Tom's favorite and we kind of rotate through them during the week so yeah I need to remind everybody real quick Linda that this uh, that food talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web and uh, by all means when you have a sec and you're on the computer um, and you're tired of doing whatever it is you're doing on the computer, you should just check out kmun.org and northcoastfoodweb.org because they are jam-packed with extremely cool information. Yay! Yeah. Do you remember our email address? Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. Um, I have it here. I am me. so sorry. And the reason I wanted to say is I was just thinking about Christmas dinner. And when you mentioned scalloped potatoes, I have such a good recipe for scalloped potatoes. But, of course, I didn't bring it. And the thing that makes it so easy is that you um, cut the potatoes up in your food processor. Brrr, brrr, you just make pieces of potato that will fit down the tube and it just makes that go so fast and then you heat up your um, milk and cream and um, uh, a little bit of butter I think if I remember right and then you heat that up in a pan and add the potato so it's on the stove in a saucepan so that it's all hot to start with and then it, it doesn't have to cook forever and also um, it gets done in the middle as well as on the edges. And so just if you email us I'll send you that recipe if you want a good recipe for scalloped potatoes I, I actually think it's potatoes au gratin. Okay. It's got cheese in it, too. Ooh. Ooh. So, and I'm so sorry that I didn't think to bring it, but, um, but yeah, if you want one for it's a good Christmas dish. It's uh, problematic to read a recipe on the radio anyway, because do any of us have a pen and pa paper while we're uh, listening? And also, uh, can you write fast enough? I know. To say it slow enough, the show would be over. It's <laughs> not like this is yeah. six hours. Uh, what I would say about our email address, because uh, neither Linda nor I can remember it, <laughs> is that, uh, check your current. If you get the current, uh, or if you go to northcoastfoodweb.org and look under uh, uh, Food Talk, you will see the Food Talk uh, email, which is Outlook. Is it food talk KMUN at Outlook? Yes. Outlook.com. Is it that is. it? I and think it is. And it's all one word, lowercase, food talk KMUN at Outlook.com. Yeah, true. See, we did know it. No, I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, it is. That is it. <laughs> and I need to uh, get us a. We need, we need to come up with an easier, we need to come up with an email address that you and I can remember. But that one's so easy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and obvious. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's not, it's not the, the address that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are your plans uh, for your household for Christmas? Do you, like, uh, you're, you're baking like crazy, but do you do anything else in advance of the feast? No, and um, I don't think we're going to have a lot of people over still. You know, it's still just yeah. too much out there yeah. germ-wise. There's now a heady buffet of yes. flus available <laughs> yes. for our yes. purchase. So, yes. uh, yeah. They're free. Yeah. So you got to be oh. careful. We still have to be careful. I uh, had a funny thing happen. 
<laughs> so um, I bake for a living, and some, sometimes people will come to my house and pick things up. I just leave them outside like a drive through window. <laughs> anyway, I had two things outside. One was for Jan Mitchell. You know her? Uh-huh. She's wonderful. Okay, so she's she was, one of our volunteers here. Yeah, yeah. She was picking up a couple loaves of bread. And then the other one was for uh, my friend Janine. So Janine ordered, um, I, I sent out a little list of what I was baking, and I baked these jam scones that oh, yeah. have like a little thumbprint of jam in the middle of them, you know. And so um, I have different flavors of jam that I can put in them, and so I just list them all. And so um, Janine said, I'd like a, a loaf of bread and a jar of jam. And so I emailed her back, and I said, I'm so sorry, Janine. I don't sell jam. It's just those are the flavors of the jam scones. That's the, the jam that I can put in the scone to make it that flavor. And I don't have, like, lots of bottles or jars sitting around. It's just I just have the one jar, and it's open, you know. And so I said, I'm so sorry. So then she texted me um, the day that I had not burned her bread, but somebody else's. <laughs> and she said, okay, I'm, 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 uh, I'm sending my husband over to pick up the, the bread and the jam. Um, um, he'll be there in about, you know, half an hour. And I'm like, oh, you must not have gotten my email. I'm so sorry. This was a text. But I, I don't sell jam. Those were just flavors of jam scones, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. So then her husband shows up. And then he's, um, I'm inside, but he's waving at me out, out the window. And I'm like, hi, how are you? And he's like, okay, so I left you some money for the bread, but how much is the jam? And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Janine knows, but she must not have told you. But um, um, there, there, there's no jam. I don't sell jam. Those were just flavors of jam scones. And I'm like, there's no jam. And, he, and he's like, what? And he reached in his bag and he pulled out a jar of jam. What the heck? I mean, how how did that happen, right? Well, what happened was Jan made me a jar of jam, and then oh. she just put it on the chair right by his bag, you know, to leave it yes. for me. And then he saw it and picked it up and put it in his bag. But how could you recreate that? <laughs> I mean, we were just so absolutely baffled. I mean, it took so long to figure out that that's what had happened, you know, only when I saw Jan's handwriting. Isn't that hilarious? I was oh my just God. like, what is up with the universe and how did it create a jar of jam? What is going on? I mean, I'm just like ready to start putting my pans in the cupboard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> pans of soup. Good well, Lord. I'm just halfway through. I, you used to uh, mm-hmm. make jam every year and we would hear about your adventures uh, picking <laughs> wild blackberries. I know, it just became too dangerous. There's just <laughs> there's 17 bulls over there and they're just so angry that they're all together. They all want the field to their own, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't be happy with you. No, no, I'm, I'm 18 and that's just too many. Let's <laughs> kill her. It'll be easy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm halfway through a jar of your black cap. Jam. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's so delicious, yeah. and I'm really uh, rationing it out because, you know, I know that it when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, well, because um, places like, um, you know, the Berry Patch, places that sell a lot of jam, they don't have any huckleberry, any black cap this year because the berries were just too expensive. It was just, uh-huh. they were just, I mean, ridiculously expensive. A, a five a, a one gallon Ziploc bag from a forager around here is is way north of a hundred dollars. I mean, it's just so much money for for berries that are hard to get right now. Yeah. So it it makes you wonder. I mean, I totally understand oh, how yeah. that can happen. But on the other hand, if we are just not buying them this year because they are so expensive, what is happening to them? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird thing that seems to turn back on itself at past a certain point yeah. where you just, 
you can't make enough money on them if you're the forager, but on the other hand, you're stuck with mm -hmm. product. Well, and I know um, the Love Brothers, who together I think are about 185 years old, <laughs> um, um, they were looking for, they, they're a big berry wholesaler in, in Forest Grove, you know, in the valley there where the, the dirt is so lush. And so um, they were divesting themselves of, of part of their holdings each year to get out of the business and <clears throat> two years ago they um they got rid of their black cap fields and ah. so then the guy that um uh bought them ripped out all the black caps he didn't want to do black caps and oh. so that was a big loss to our area that was our major supplier of black caps what for around here what would you here. put in th that I don't would know. be better than I know black what, what could be more money you know what I mean I just yeah. don't know I don't know if he didn't have the machinery yeah to harvest it because they have those big house size harvesting machines I don't know but um but yeah that was a, a big loss yeah because that was many many acres so so uh delicious and so you know us. I mean, it's one of the things that where we live. Yeah, it's so hyper local. Yeah, exactly. Just, just like Spring Chinook, you know, it's yeah. like it's not anywhere else because there's not enough to go anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. We eat it all. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when I moved here trying to find, and this is, you know, 30 years ago, trying to find prime beef. And I came from Minnesota. And at that time, it's just a thing that was around the beef fields, you know, out, out there, beef fields. Where we <laughs> we <laughs> grow know. our cow trees. <laughs> We sort of are yeah. starting to do that. We have so many options now for, yeah. uh, you know, plant-based yes. meat products. And they're delicious. Yeah, they are. A lot of them really are. Yeah, really, really good companies that thought up somehow to do it really, really well. Yeah, that's right. I and have... Uh, uh, I made I made an interesting recipe the other day that um, used up... I was looking to use up wilty... Um, Sturdy greens, because okay. you know how they go. Okay. <laughs> if you don't use them fast enough, pretty soon. That'd be a good band name, Sturdy Greens. <laughs> sturdy Greens. Wilty Sturdy Greens. Radicchio on banjo. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking really quick to see if I can see this, but it was um, uh, 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 some crispy vegetables. So crispy I, vegetables. what I used was uh, first you saute up. Uh, some aromatics, mm -hmm. and then you can add your crispy vegetables, which could be, you know, broccoli, carrots, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. And then you um, shred up all, or chop or tear up all of the wilty greens that you want to get rid of. And um, it had very little, uh, like a little bit of oil. I actually, it was a vegetarian uh, dish, and I actually sauteed up some pancetta before I started, and instead of using olive oil, I had all of that yeah. uh, bacon grease yeah. in the bottom of the pan, and um, sautéed everything. It uh, you add you put a little water on it, and uh, some soy sauce, and some uh, sesame seeds that get cooked right in, and roasted whole almonds. And huh. I, I used skin on whole almonds roasted, which was really, I thought it was really delicious. Just made it over had it over rice it I, sounds really good i loved it but there's two people in our household and i totally loved that i thought it was perfect just the way it was and my husband said after he had eaten his dinner said something like we don't really need to have that again nope. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> 
But I thought it was fabulous. Oh. Anyway, uh, I and and it made me think of it because we're talking about um, meat alternatives, and that was a really good one. I thought. Anyway, and I'm trying to do more veg. Yeah, cooking. Yeah, for the seven of you out there, if you are ever you know roasting some nuts for some recipe, you know usually you put them on a sheet pan, you put them in the oven at 300, 350, something like that for about ten minutes just till. You can smell them, and then they're done. Just, just if, if you want to see the difference between um, a raw nut and a roasted nut, the texture is really, really different. And just try one, not when it's fresh from the oven. Don't, don't hurt yourself. But just um, try one and then try a, a raw nut, and you can see how they're different. They're, the texture is, is really something, how different it is. And, and, and it's, nuts are really delicious roasted. They are. They are absolutely delicious. And if you're going to add them to a stir fry, mm -hmm. they need to be roasted, I think. Yeah. Personally, I think personally, we're coming right it's up to the thing. end. Uh, Linda, do, do, no. you have, do you have a theme song for us? Already? Well. Do I have to sing slow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving my vegetables. I'm driving my green edibles. I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli. I'm driving my cauliflower. Driving a bushel of corn home. John Stevenson is here in the studio to bring you Lost Highways in just a few seconds. We love him. His we show's better do. than ours. <laughs> Thank you, Linda Perkins. Thank you, Marianne.